It's in the danger zone. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I'm sorry. Oh, no, sorry. We're sorry, we're laughing. It's just that was bad timing. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the BIT podcast. Um, I'm joined by my normal podcast partner, Nick Ivel. How are you doing today, Nick? I'm not so bad, thank you, Rambo. Yourself? I'm doing fine. I find the factor 50, so I could go outside for a little bit. Um, <laughs> We're recording on the 25th of uh, June 2020, and uh, let me tell you, if you you know were asleep all day, it was absolutely roasting. Yeah, uh, officially the, the one day of summer. Yeah, uh, I mean, at least it happened, I suppose, while I'm still on furlough, so I could I could get out. I had a game of golf at half nine um, this morning, uh, started off poorly and fell away, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then... Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not taking the dog out yet because it's far too hot for him. So I'll take him out of work later on, uh, probably about midnight when it's warm. It's just cool enough to take him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, so Nick, um, we've got you know one of our uh, one of our podcasts where we've not got a, much to say, but we'll say things. Um, but we do have a bit of a theme, so we've got a running order. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll start off with the easy thing first, Nick, or the, the shortest component of this. Um. Something that occurred to me uh, is beans on toast a meal, um, and I, I'll let you take it away. Yes. <laughs> is that it? That's it. There's not even. I don't, I don't even. I, if you have a counter argument to that, I would love to hear it. But in the same way, like I don't really get how it can't be a meal. Yeah, I just don't. I don't know if you served it to some people for dinner, they would look at you like you'd, uh, you know, like a fart in a spacesuit sort of thing. Um, like so, so as an example, I would distinguish like what are you trying to say that beans on toast is like a, a snack or something instead? I don't know. Like, would you have it for your your dinner, like your your main meal of? of uh, I like, think so. I, I'm I'm sure in the past I have done. Like, um, uh, the, also remember Rambo, our, our general demographic is students, and rice and beans is high up on the uh, high up on the list of affordable items. So uh, I I would say yes, it is. I I, I would. Don't get me wrong. I wouldn't say it's a go-to kind of uh, kind of manoeuvre, but I would I would say it's a meal in terms of you could it's a, a lunch. <laughs> and uh, I mean, do you ever did you ever treat yourself when you were having beans on toast? You get the you know the little sausages as well. That that is a little bit naughty, Rambo. But yes, yes, it is. Uh, I'm sure I'm sure if I went into the kitchen, there's a, there'd be a couple of couple of tins of uh, Heinz, other brands available, um, uh, little beans and beans and sausages. Yeah, um, I actually, uh, my my thing is what what we call is cheesy beanos, but suppose it's just beans on cheese on toast. Um, is is another? Uh, I mean, you can make anything better with cheese, right? Oh yeah, it definitely like anything's better with cheese. Um, so yeah, so beans on toast is is a meal. It's a it's a meal for me. I mean, I enjoy it. Um, I enjoy beans on toast and enjoy beans on cheese on toast as well. So. Um, the other thing I've heard of, and I don't know, this is a, this is a bit of a segue here, but 
if apparently like grating cheese into the beans is a thing as well. Ooh, what a mixing oh. Yeah, cheesy beans. Um so there was I had a bit of a debate with someone about whether beans on cheese on toast is better or cheesy beans on toast is better. So there's only one way to there's only one way to find out, Rambo. Yeah, I'll need to try the cheesy beans thing and uh, mm-hmm. and report back. Um Yeah. Okay, so that that uh, that shelves that that discussion. Um <laughs> so, tick tick. Um so the next uh, the next thing we were going to chat about is if there was if you were in lockdown I'll leave the the the, the other thing to last Nick because uh, that that's a little bit more complex I think a discussion. Yeah, I think that's going to be a longer debate so let's Yeah. Uh... yeah so if you were in uh, lockdown and uh, it went full hog again you were stuck in the house and you could pick three famous people who would who would you select? Um See, see, this is where like I'm probably going to go off the board a little bit because I was just speaking to Beth about this actually, and we were saying that um, we're both quite individual people and have enjoyed each other's company during lockdown, but might not necessarily have enjoyed being stuck with other people. So I said, well, is it not basically kind of the same debate as the whole you know, fantasy dinner? Who who would you who would be the three people you want to have dinner with, kind of thing? So I was like, okay, well, I could I could, I could deal with that list. So in which case, I'm going to start you off. Are we, go, are we going one for one? I'm guessing. Yeah, we'll go one for one. I'll let you start off. I'm, I'm going to start you off, uh, David Attenborough. Oh, and and why would you why would you have David Attenborough? So you're you're going to try and tell me that like the wealth of knowledge and the wealth of stuff that that guy has got in his head. Also, like I'm not going to lie, if you are struggling to see sleep, is soothing dulcet tones would put anybody to sleep. I would I would hazard guess that, but. Um, but no, like just again, someone who who's been out there, done different things, and just been able to turn around to him and go, "What's what? What is the greatest thing you've ever seen?" Yeah, I mean, I I, uh, I wasn't going to argue with you. I just I just wanted you to explain it for for the audience. Okay. Um, my my first one um would be um Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Um, oh, <laughs> is that one of yours as well? Yeah, uh, it was. But anyway. Yeah, well, you can you can still say why. I mean, um. He's he's obviously very charismatic. Uh, he's been in a lot of movies now, so it'd be cool to hear some of his stories about about movies and stuff. Um, you might be struggling for weight equipment. I reckon it'd be cool to see if you could bench press me. Uh, <laughs> 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 and uh, you know, like he he just seems like an alright, nice guy, pretty funny. Um, you know, and and wouldn't it be cool like if you if you'd slept in. And like he just he just came in and he was like, "Do you want to lie in?" And you were just about to say yes, and he was like, "It doesn't matter if you want to lie in, you know, like that sort of stuff." Um, I don't think I'd get bored of that. So uh, I, I I was more thinking, imagine after you lie in when you go downstairs and he's there, can you smell what the rock is cooking? And he's cooked you a nice fry up. That's even better. I never even thought of that one. Um, so yeah, Dwayne the Rock Johnson. I mean, what what was your reasoning behind picking Dwayne the Rock Johnson? Pretty much the cooking thing but um yeah like just all around kind of top guy like uh one of one of the things as part of like uh some of the research that i've done like when i was doing my masters and things like that and you look at managers and motivational people and you end up going through the 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 dark side of youtube and you re- look at all these videos and all the other things that's going on and uh, and things like that and you like when you look at the rock's backstory in terms of like obviously he wanted to be like an NFL player and his dream was crushed like he would try the CFL he got crushed and like the guy who literally was at rock bottom for bunch um 
and obviously he look where he is now in terms of like again what a what a person to kind of like be able to sit down with and be like how did you do that like what what would you what's your, what's your worldly advice yeah the other the other thing about the rock and I, i'm going to say this and people are going to maybe some people maybe roll their eyes at this is a lot of the movies he started out in were all kind of the same he was a bit typecast but he, he he seems to have like developed a bit more like different movies that he's in like there's some where he's just a funny guy and there's others where he's a tough guy and you know and and then you know the one the gridiron gang is an absolutely fantastic movie yes recommend. yes that is a great movie recommend watching that um you know, he is, he's, and he just seems like an all round nice guy. Like, he would be genuinely quite caring. Like, if you're having a bit of a down date, you could actually speak to him as well. I don't think he would just be all the rock with the volume turned way up, as, uh, as, as they say. <laughs> so, here's, a, here's another one for you, Rambo. Um, Netflix, uh, myself and Beth have just watched, um, well, we're, we're scraping the barrel now, uh, but we've just watched uh, The Rock's latest thing on there in terms of, I think it was like CBS or something like that. It's called um, The Titan Games. It's his version on like a, a ninja warrior slash um, slash kind of competition where these uh, super strong people doing these doing these things. That apparently, the rocks dreamed up all these like these challenges of like how he trains and all this kind of stuff. Mainly, we watched it because we were like, we hope they get to the end and crown the champion. And then the rock just rips open his shirt and he's like, now you're going to take on me. <laughs> it never yeah. happened. Sorry. Spoiler alert. But... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um... Right, I'll go again since that way I kind of stole one of yours. Um, yeah. Inadvertently. Um, this next one is maybe a bit out of left field for people. Um, and some people might have to frantically Google who this is or not care who it is. But Passenger would be um, my next one. Uh, Interesting. Do you, well, I'm, I, I, I like music. Music soothes you in a time of, of crisis, uh-huh. I feel. Um there's a lot of other great singers, band singers and stuff that I absolutely love um, out there, but Passenger can do it all just with himself and an acoustic guitar. So you you just thinking about just having him sat in the corner, probably I don't know, in the Rock's arms, just sitting there playing his guitar. Yeah, to some extent. Um, or, uh, or are you or are you thinking about you're sat in the Rock's arms while he's cradling you while Passenger sat in the corner, soothing you? Either way, I'm good with that. Um, I, I mean, I did, I did think about Luke, uh, Luke Combs, uh, who is a great country singer. Yes, but, yeah, that's uh, a good um, chat. And he has, during lockdown, released some belter like covers that he's done, and he also he released a song called Six Feet Apart, which I would urge everyone to check out, which was about this time. Um, but I just thought, you know, Passenger could mix up the genres a little bit. Um, you know, he's probably going to be more readily available than Luke Combs because he's not quite as famous. Uh, so, you know, that that would be that would be my second second one. Um, Nick, what what about you? We'll go with your third one now. Um, I can't remember. I was kind of like debating between those a couple of different people. Um, what one of them, if it was the restaurant situation, by the way, one of them was going to be Gordon Ramsay, namely because I just wanted to see his reaction to the food that we got served and watch him tear it to shreds since <laughs> i've spent since i've spent many a time watching you know the the uh the thing on twitter where people send rate my plate kind of thing and they send it to gordon ramsay and obviously they just get the most savage responses in the world um so he, he would have been up there on the list but whether or not he can kind of cope with my cheesy beans um i'm not entirely sure that could be a uh, quite disastrous 
Um, but aside from that, someone else I had up there, which this might be kind of the same category as a rock or I might replace him with was, um, it was going to be someone like either like someone like Michael Caine or, um, who, uh, or Morgan Freeman or someone like that, like a proper, uh, oldie, oldie classic top film guy. But in the same way, I've just remembered who the real person I was thinking about was Tom Hanks. Oh, wow. Uh, he would he'd be an interesting character to to spend time with. Uh, Could you imagine coming downstairs? You got the Rock there. He's making breakfast. You got uh, who who's the, who's who who's got, who else on my list? Oh, you got um, David Attenborough's there, just tending to the garden and looking after the animals, like uh, the bird on the fence or whatever. And then uh, and then you come round and there's just uh, this bedraggled guy screaming Wilson at a pop volleyball. What more could you want? <laughs> um, I, I think yeah, Tom. I mean, Tom Hanks. I, I don't know. Did you ever see the, the the story about him, the guy who passed out in the uh, the restaurant, and Tom Hanks took his phone, the guy's phone, and took loads of selfies with the guy as he was like yeah. steaming drunk. <laughs> and the guy obviously got his phone and opened it the next day and was like, "Oh, what did I do?" And he's like, "Got all these photos with Tom Hanks." <laughs> so he seems like he would he would have that bit. Of, you know, that sort of comedy. And and you know what the other thing is? He could be a different character every single day. You're not going to get bored. He could just... Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, the third one for me was quite tricky because there's lots of different different people. It could be like a, you know, like a famous hockey coach, like a Lindy Ruff type character. Yeah, yeah. Um, good, yeah. Or, uh, or maybe even a famous hockey player, likes of, you know, like, Jerome McGinley, for example, came up. He's going to the Hall of Fame. Hall of Fame, yeah. Absolutely. We'll talk about that in a wee bit. And, uh, I mean, largely I landed, I was like, you need laughs in times like this. And I know The Rock's pretty funny, but um, I went I went down the road and I landed on Chris Rock. Um, because yes, good Because Chris Rock is absolutely hilarious. Um, <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know whether you were going to go for Kevin Hart because obviously then you would have got the duo with the with the Rock. But uh... well, that he, I wouldn't mind Kevin Hart actually. Um, I, last year I watched a video of him where he went to uh, the uh, the Dodgers the Dodgers training facility, you know, the baseball team in LA. Yeah. And they tried to do the speed gun on his fa- on his fastball. And it, it, <laughs> it, it didn't register. It was so funny. <laughs> it was so slow that it didn't register. <laughs> um, so he, uh, he, he would, I think Kevin Hart would be hilarious as well. And there's, there's lots of people that I think I would, I would enjoy being with. Gary Delaney is another great comedian that I would enjoy, but I just think Chris Rock would just be, he would just be sort of the icing on the cake as a good time. Like, it'd be an interesting thing because obviously Passenger's quite an emotional guy and having the rock and Chris <laughs> Rock. <laughs> it might have, you never There'd know. There'd be some interesting singles coming out after this lockdown. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, so yeah, that was that was a little thing we thought we'd talk about the three most famous people. Um, right, and um, before we go on to the sort of the last thing, Nick, just a, a, a couple of things, a um, couple of songs I want to promote. I know that maybe that we don't normally do this. Um, I mentioned Six Feet Apart by Luke Combs. Um, I don't know if you know this, but Katie Tunstall also released a, a single um, during lockdown called uh, Wash Your Hands. And I urge everyone to go and watch the YouTube video, but it's very, very funny. Um, and it's quite a catchy tune, but it's a bit silly. But uh, it's it's good. And uh, if you go and like download it and stream it and stuff, all the proceeds from the streaming goes to goes to charity. So 
Oh, that's pretty cool. I'll check that out later on. Yeah, so even if you stream it on your phone and don't like it, you've done it once, it gives a little bit of, you know, point ten pence or something to charity or something like that. I say point ten pence, it'll be like 0.1 pence or something. Um, so, uh, yeah, that was that was just a couple of things I was going to... Now, before, as a, again, one other thing, uh, Nick. Um, Jerome McGinley going into the, uh, the Hall of Fame. Um, probably one of the first players I, w- I remember really watching in my lifetime regularly uh, going into the Hall of Fame. Uh, what, what, what's your thoughts on Jerome McGinley's career? He was... To be, to be captain of, of, a, of a team like uh, like Calgary for that long, and basically he was he was an icon. Like obviously might not have had the the success individually and like might, well as a collectively in terms of he'd never won a cup and and that's kind of the only blot on his record. But you you look at you look at everybody else around the league and and for years everyone would always talk about if they could pick one guy from another team to come and play with them, they'd always say like Jerome McGinley and. And in the same way, that's not only respect from your peers, that's like people who are choosing that, like, you must be a pretty stand-up guy for, like, them to be like, yeah. You must have, you, you develop a reputation, like, surely in the NHL for, like, the kind of guy that you are and, and like, uh, how, how you conduct yourself. And, like, you, you can't really look for a better role model than Jerome McGinley, really, in terms of uh, his his diversity and what he brings to the game, in terms of he's, he, he was kind of that captain who, all right, we need a guy to go out there and, and score a big goal. Yeah, take the box. All right, we need a guy who's going to go out there and like play hard minutes against the like shut down another guy. Yeah, take that box. All right, we need a guy who's going to go out there and drop the gloves and get the guys going. Like again, take that box. Like guys like that don't come around all the time, and it's quite rightly so that he should be rewarded and put in the hall of fame. Yeah, um, I mean, Jerome McGinley for me, I used to say this many moons ago when I, you know, had fantasies about being a, a GM in the uh, in the NHL. <laughs> um, that if what do you mean many moons ago? That was last week, wasn't it? Oh, I still have that fantasy. Um, and uh, but he is he's one of the guys that I think that you build a team around. You know, he's tough. You can't coach his toughness, and he's he's um, he's got a wicked shot, a good skater. And as you say, a leader, like just a, an outright leader, and and fans loved him from every team. Like I, you're right, or if we could get anyone, who would get Jerome McGinley? Incidentally, um, I only have an Xbox 360. I've not, you know, updated my console situation. Playing NHL 13, got him in the fantasy draft. Him and Ovi, um, it's pretty pretty good. Um, <laughs> uh, but. Uh, yeah, so no, I think Jerome McGinley thoroughly deserves that. And we are a hockey podcast strictly, so I thought we'd bring that up and mm-hmm. uh, and sort of just just a tip of the hat to Jerome McGinley, someone that I enjoyed watching, even though I'm not, a, I wasn't a fan of the teams he was maybe on, but I'm a great guy. So uh, congratulations to you. I'm sure you'll be thrilled that you got mentioned on our podcast. Uh, <laughs> right, Nick. So the next the next sort of topic that we had was the most. Uh, important position in different team sports. Now we'll leave hockey till the end because obviously, yeah, yeah, I agree. Let's leave that. That is our sort of bag, and there's a lot of debate on this. But I think if we start off with uh, like American football, I think the answer is fairly obvious on <laughs> that one. I'll let you go, and uh, I'll see if I'll see if I agree with you. Well, the natural answer is quarterback, but. It depends which quarterback and which team you're talking about, because 
there's a difference between being a quarterback who they run the offense and and they make the plays and they're a playmaker and and it's and it's they live and die by what they do or you've got the quarterbacks who basically have got the headset on and basically do this okay yeah i'll just do that yeah do this yeah you just do that like the, it depends which one you're going for in terms of like if you're looking at some of the more premier quarterbacks that have been around and are around right now in terms of like the real go-to guys like yeah fair enough or are you looking for some of the quarterbacks who basically just follow the system don't ever put an audible yeah um i think you're right i think you know quarterback uh is is the obvious answer i i, I know i listen to around the nfl podcast and they've got this sort of it was a guy that said it years ago that the most important position in your uh, team is your quarterback and the second most important position is your backup quarterback. Yeah. I'm not sure I fully I fully agree with that. To, to, uh, if you don't have a good quarterback or a serviceable quarterback, pretty done. You're, you know, you're not going to pass the ball. Everyone's going to be able to read what you do, no matter how good all your other position players are. But there is an argument, I would say, that your coach is probably your most important. I know that's not yeah. really a position, but if, no, you have, exactly. if you have a coach so, that can scheme up stuff, then... Well, well, look at, like, might not be everyone's fit cup of tea, but look at basically how many Super Bowls the Patriots have won, not necessarily off the back of the arm of Tom Brady, but off basically the unbeatable defense that Belichick puts out. Yeah, exactly. Um, and the last Super Bowl that they won against the Rams was because of that, because... Yeah, it was a war of attrition, and basically they made it like, we're, we're going to score just... We're not. We, it was basically a case of we're not going to beat you if we go toe to toe, big big out all out punching. It's going to be we're going to we're going to grind the hell out of you. Exactly, exactly. Now uh, next the next one, um, and I'll start with this one because it's it is a bit complicated. There's rugby, uh, rugby union that is. Um, okay. Because uh, rugby league is probably even more complicated to understand the different positions, but Def- definitely is. <laughs> Um, it's, ma- it's mainly because people in Yorkshire can't count to 15. Um, uh, well, m- my uh, understanding is that um, the people in Yorkshire uh, all got... I also uh, can't count past five. Uh, <laughs> I was getting, my understanding was that the people in the, the north, the sort of northern bracket of England uh, all got too chubby for the one-team minibus, so they could only go to games with 13 players. <laughs> so they created their own sport. Um that is absolutely a joke because rugby league players are incredibly fit as well. I like, but I I, pl- I played like um, played at school rugby league. Like it was brutal. Yeah, absolutely brutal. Especially yeah. especially at school level where you've got certain people who've developed a little bit more than others. Mm, yeah, it's brutal. But good good sport. But anyway, rugby union. Off you go. R- rugby union. Uh, rugby union's a hard one, but I think this. <sighs> Your forward, your forward pack are very, very important. You need to have a good forward pack, but I think there's almost like a spine in a team of rugby, and uh, and but the the main in positions are your nine and ten like that. Yeah, the, those to me are the most important. So your your half backs as they're called, your scrum half who obviously is the link between the forwards and the backs, and then your ten is sort of pulling the strings as to he's almost like the quarterback essentially. Yeah, exactly. He's he's the glamour guy in most of the teams, isn't he? It's the it's the Dan Carter. It's the yeah, yeah. Dan Carter, Finn Russell, Owen Farrell, these sort Johnny of guys. Johnny Wilkinson, yeah. John, Johnny Sexton, those guys. Um, the only thing I would say, though, is in rugby, I think there's a bit of a spine. So if you, you need to have, like, you want a decent hooker um, mm-hmm. for everyone that is a position in the scrum. Uh, <laughs> if you're not, you're not listening to rugby, um, um, they, uh, so you need, you need to sort of 
a decent hooker who can who can you know win ball in the scrum and all that sort of thing, then you you're looking you need a, a decent number eight which is the back of the scrum, 9-10, and then probably your 15 is the the next most important guy after that. So I'd, I'd say rugby is a bit more spread, but your 9 and 10 really are, the, if, especially offensively, but they also lead the line in defence as well. So, um, yeah, those guys are, are probably the most important positions in rugby union. Would you, would you agree with that? Yeah, I, I, I would go with that. On my somewhat limited knowledge of rugby union i would have gone with the, i would have gone with those options yeah um speaking of rugby league i think i i don't actually under fully understand the positions in rugby league i like watching it but i get that there's like it there is a standoff and then there's a there is a scrum half but I, I don't really beyond that know what anyone else does specifically i think you know they seem to the forward so, so basically it goes from wing to four places left of center Three places left of centre. Yes. <laughs> uh, no, it's um, there is structure to it. I vaguely learnt it while we were at school, but mainly a lot of it was just chase ball, hit people. Yeah. Um, it's it's just mental, like bananas. But anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Um, right. Um, the next sport I thought we'd we jump to quickly is basketball. Uh, I know Ooh. I know a little bit about the the positions in basketball. Um, but I think I think basketball's like less position orientated. I think you need a good team in basketball, no matter. Yeah, after after watching the last dance, obviously I'm we're both now basketball experts. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I I think basketball is as much as everyone talks about these individual stars. Like at the end of the day, that guy can only really be on the court for what seventy five percent of the time, really. But from what I've heard and my limited basketball knowledge, and I'm not going to try and profess that I'm an expert here, but the game kind of changed, doesn't it, in terms of it used to be like uh, all about centres and things like that, but now it's about point guards, isn't it? And yeah. It's about who can, who can shoot the three ball? Yeah, well, point, yeah, point guards shooting three balls and, and, and generally dishing the ball to other, play, other players because yeah. they're kind of, you know, they they're set the up. They're the quarterback, basically. Yeah, and now we could be completely wrong, and we're quite happy to be crucified from people who know more about basketball than us. Um, <laughs> for for that, um, and lastly, before we get to hockey, uh, uh, football, good old fashioned footy, as it's called, back on. Um, and actually, I've kind of got into it a little bit more, Nick, because because there's, there's nothing else. Exactly. Um, unless I stay up for UFC, and I recorded Amanda Nunes just toying with the last opponent she had but um yeah so football nick i'll I'll let you go because you you probably know Mm. more about football than me (laughs) again this all depends in terms of as much as anything else it's not necessarily about the position it's about the character and it's about probably the individual but the majority of good teams are built off a solid central defender that is the foundation of the team as much as anything else like I i would put Unlike the the sport that we're about to get onto, I would put that there's less value in a in a good goalkeeper. Like I, I would say, it's good to have one, but in the same way, if you're a good team, do you necessarily need one? But in the same way, like it, it, it's either probably for me, it's either a centre back, someone who's going to be your rock, keep their number nine from scoring all the goals, or it's at the opposite end, it's your number nine who's out there leading the line being responsible for scoring all the goals yeah um i would have said central midfield is is probably mm-hmm. the most important thing because if you win that battle you you i would imagine that you win the game more again i'm not an expert in football but it just it, it seems to be the game where you're the, the position where you're most involved with the game 
Yeah. Um, regardless of how good or bad a game is, because you can only get football games that are really slow and they're stalemate and it's it's kind of boring, let's be honest. But mm-hmm. um, if you're a central midfielder, you're constantly having to work either back to tackle or you're you know working forward to try and support the attack. So yeah, that's where I would have went with that. But I suppose football again, it's eleven players. They're all it's more open. It's not like a set play every time, like say NFL. Um, so yeah, I would I would say I'd say it's a bit more open, and and you could argue you could make an argument for anything. But I agree with you. I think it's probably less important to have a a, a fantastic goalkeeper in football. Although watching the first the first game or second game back the Man City game, um, that goalkeeper made one of the best sort of long passes I've ever seen in football. <laughs> and the Manchester City goalie I, I don't know his name unfortunately I can't remember it but um, he kicked a long ball down the wing and it was pretty cool so yeah, yeah there you go good for you um, well I'm still interested in football until rugby and <laughs> thing comes back um, so uh, finally um, our our own sport ice hockey I think I know what you're thinking here and I tend yeah, to agree goal, yeah goaltender like, like uh, uh, how many times how many times have we sat there at nationals and being brutally honest, it doesn't matter about the dross, the five others. If you've got a goaltender that for either 20 minutes, 60 minutes, however long it's going to be, can keep you competitive and keep you in a game. How many times have we seen? Well, I, I can remember coaching a couple of years ago. Uh, must have been like tier four. I can remember we were outshot 23 to one in a 20 minutes national period. We won one nil. It's it's we we scored with like literally the last shot of the well there's about 15 seconds left we had a power play and we scored but it was 23 to one and we we robbed them and at the end of the day that was nothing to do with the players and players the five players that was all to do with a goaltender standing on their head and and being incredible and like you look at teams that win the Stanley Cup and things like that. It's not necessarily the big name goalies. It's about who's got the hot goalie. Exactly. I mean, there's there's set there's lots of examples of this at, at nationals. I mean, uh, Rory the butcher. Rory the butcher came to mind there. Um, the what's the big the, the big tall lad from Birmingham? Um, yeah, uh, uh, Stevens, Mark Stevens. Yeah, he, I remember they went He's through had that numerous times. Yeah. Yeah, they went through that, and I think they they drew nearly every game every nil, year, nil nil but they nil. Were absolutely battered. Yeah. If they could have, if they could have had one player who could have scored, things they could have done with that team because he was incredible for that level. Yeah. And it just makes it just makes such a difference. Like it's. Yep. Um. I mean, we all. I mean, famously, uh, King of Sweden, um, Fabian yeah. Sivnet, putting the team on his back in the semi and final, uh, where I think Oxford were outshot and they still, still managed to win. And I mean, even even games where teams have have lost. I mean. Uh, with no disrespect to the Mavericks women from last year's Nationals, it wouldn't have only been 1-0 if, if Holly Steeples hadn't have been yeah, ridiculous in that on final. fire. Yeah. So, yeah, no, I, I think I, I would say I agree that, you know, maybe not the flashiest position to play. There's a lot of pressure on you, but I think goaltending is, is probably the most important thing. Although, Bert Cricchetti once said to me um, that... He gave me all these myths, and people say, "Oh, your goalie can win it for you." But Berk had this thing. It's like your goalie can. The goalie never... can only you lose it for you. The goalie, can... the goalie can't win a game for you. He can only lose it, or the best a goalie can do is tie. Um, because unless a goalie starts scoring goals, he can't well, win the game. Well, to be fair, all... <laughs> I, I would counter that by saying that the goalie, the goalie is the only person that can give you a chance to win every night. Oh yeah, I think that's. I think. Th- 
give you a chance, but they can't actually physically win the game. You have to do something for them. You have to support them. Exactly, and and you you'll have been on the bench before, either as a player or a, or as a coach, and like it's huge when you get that big save or you know that your goalie's locked in and he's he's standing on his head. Like there's some there's some games where where that happens, and literally you think like what? Well, we don't have to. We don't. It, it works in the opposite way, but you don't have to score ten tonight. Like we we can get away. We, we just need a couple here. Like we're we're going to be good. Also on the flip side, if you've got the human embodiment of Swiss cheese in the net, you're sitting there going. Well, looks like we've got to score about 15 goals tonight because otherwise this is going to be uh, pretty one-sided. Yeah, or you get de- like defensive players that just will not join the attack because they're petrified that the goalie's going to get one shot on them, um, and it doesn't work either. So, um, yeah, no, I mean it's all development, and obviously at BIHA level, let's be honest, as much as we love it and we we get excited by it, it you know, it's not the end of the world if you have a goalie who's learning hey, and doesn't do so. Exactly, but. It is. It is definitely the most important um, position in 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 ice hockey. But I was going to say, I think circling back as much as goalie is important, I still think that perhaps your quarterback situation is is probably the. It's the one sport where one position means so much um, more than anything because it is. You know, I mean, you get teams that pull their goalie and stuff and 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 things in ice hockey. So I don't know if you agree with that yeah, or not. I- yeah, I, I would I would massively agree with that in terms of like in the same way on the defensive side of American football, like you can get defensive players who can make plays and make interceptions and, and return them for touchdowns. But in the same way, it's, he's not the guy who's he's not the franchise at the end of the day. And you've got to look at outside outside of goalies, jumping back to hockey, I would probably go center as the next most important. But that's slight bias. Um, yeah, I think I think that's probably probably fair. Um, I, I think it does but, uh, vary team to team though, because you can have that sort of, you know, like you know, like Zidane Chara is so important, and he, but he's not, a, he's he's not really like yeah. a goal scorer, like a centre, but he's just this big monster in defence that can shoot really well and and can skate well and defends really well. Um, but yeah, centres, you know, I think if if you're categorising them by type of player, I would say two way forwards are probably the most important thing you yes. can have mm-hmm. um but you know strong d that can play both ways a little bit is 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 probably just as important almost so it's um yeah you wingers you're just obsolete well no you get two-way wingers i mean you get people who just can't take face-offs uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah i know plenty of those guys uh, so um but you know the <laughs> the, the it just depends i think really in in uh in in Outside of your goalie, what what is then important to build your team? And I mean, you know, you have to you have to have a goalie that's got good fundamentals and and all this sort of stuff as well. And um, the book I've been reading says don't try and make your goalie play a certain style; just let them choose their style. So yeah, they focus on their skating and their angles. That's the two and most then, important. Uh, se- Segwaying back to where you were, though, like yeah, I I don't think there's any more high profile, high powered kind of everything on the line as there is for a quarterback yeah yeah no. like you're, you're you're telling me right now so like what i'm i'm guessing obviously potentially the nfl might necessarily not get affected it might start behind closed doors or whatever but you're telling me right now that i'm guessing the kansas city chiefs are probably pretty high up there in terms of like probably even number one or two maybe up there with baltimore i'm guessing as like favorites for the super bowl this year absolutely um in which case if you told me that lamar jackson or patrick mahomes as of tomorrow got injured and were out for the season yeah. They're not in contention anymore. 
That's how big it is. Yeah, I mean, that's why they say that your second most important position is your backup. I mean, look at what Philly did when they had Nick Foles. Um, yeah, it was crazy. Yeah, now we've turned into a total NFL podcast. Uh, <laughs> um, so, Nick, um, just as, we, as we've as we been doing, you were talking about Netflix um, a little bit earlier. Have, uh, you, anything you've watched on Netflix you recommend people um, watch? I, we had a bit of a watch through Space Force. I've not kind of got through the end of it yet. I just haven't really seen kind of it yet if you know what i mean it's not really kind of grabbed me and thought this is hilarious or this is like i have to watch it kind of thing so so yeah so space force was there kind of went through that what um yeah the titan games we watched through that mainly just to see whether or not rock was gonna brutally destroy someone um (laughs) uh what else oh we're still um we uh we we massively massively binged Taskmaster quite a while ago and probably rattled off the first seven seasons instantly, and then got to the point of getting like halfway through an episode and was like I just can't watch it anymore. So we've actually just gone back to that. I think we've got about two seasons and a couple of specials to finish. But um if you haven't seen Taskmaster Rambo, I would highly recommend it. Okay, okay. Um, I've been watching. I've actually been watching um Billions on Sky, which is actually really cool. Like it's it's just a kind of well made kind of. Mm-hmm. program um uh it's weird damien lewis's voice in it is quite sinister it's just <laughs> I, I i think i i'm throwing this out there i think damien lewis is an incredible actor oh absolutely it, i i i really like and so is paul giamatti actually so it's like it's a really right. good whether whether combo. it would be um throwing it out there because he, he's homeland isn't he Damien Lewis's Homeland. I believe so, yeah. Yeah, uh, he's also obviously um, uh, Band of Brothers, jeez. knew it's Saving Private Ryan. Yeah. But, yeah, he's, uh, he's, he's been pretty good. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think I might have watched the first couple of episodes of Billions. I can't remember why I stopped, but... Um, it is, it is like, how can I put it, you really have to focus on it, because it's quite quite intricated and hard work. And I totally don't understand stocks and shares, so... No, <laughs> neither, neither do I, so it's all in like in one ear and out the other kind of... Yeah, I mean, you don't have to understand that to, to follow it, because you kind of get, you know, he's done something sneaky and all this sort of stuff. Um, but... It's uh, no, it's 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 really really good. Uh, <laughs> is that Beth coming in? <laughs> that was that was squeak a squeaky door in the background there. No, that's me. Uh, it's me leaving the garage. Oh right, okay. Um, yeah, the other thing I think everyone should watch um, is Thirteenth, which is is really eye opening. Um, you know, following on what recent events, it's definitely something that might you know give you a bit of perspective on everything. Um, so yeah, um, yeah. So uh, I think that's probably probably about the length of what we're going to talk about, Nick. Unless you've got anything. Exactly. No, uh, yeah, I don't think so. I don't think there's. Uh, I don't think there's much more to go through, is there? Really? That's kind of that's kind uh, of us for now. Yeah, yeah. Well, I've got a I've got another uh, special recorded with uh, Alan Nanji, um, who you'll be aware of, Nick. And I think you might have tried to chase him around dice once. Um, and failed failed miserably probably. And Matt McIntosh from the Eagles, who insisted on doing um, an interview um, with me, and then decided to interview me halfway through it, which was interesting. Um, oh, I was thinking of that for an idea that we could have done a pod special, and I could have just interviewed you. Well, you, you could. I mean, we can once that one's out, you could maybe do that because they didn't like interview okay. me fully. But um, <laughs> uh, they uh, they also Lo- love life and the universe by Richard Gray. <laughs> they they also um, just immediately started talking um like stuff that was going to be in the podcast so there's no intro <laughs> so um so um, I I had to record an intro on my phone and I have to now as the new pod um 
you know, assistant editor to Dave work out how to, you know, paste that interview at the start of the podcast. Oh dear. Um, and uh, and also I'm, I'm going to be interviewing Steph Towns um, next week, I think, as well. So there we go. Be interesting and get someone who's played full GB on the on the old the old pod of Rooney. There we go. Um, and Nick, I've been I've been keeping I've been keeping a close eye on this. We're not far away now from episode fifty. Oh well, we're gonna have to do something special for that. Yeah, I, I was I was thinking I was thinking so. Um, I don't know who who we could get on it. So yeah, Maybe I think eight. we're about five or six away from pod number fifty. So we'll have to if anyone has well, any to, ideas. Well to, be, well, to be fair, it's a good job. Kind of you did slow down your lock, lockdown podcast because we were at two a week at one point. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, I think now that I'm I'm kind of having to edit some of them, it's uh, it's probably slowed them down. Yeah, you know Dave's pain. Yeah, yeah, because after the I have to then listen to myself again. <laughs> it's it's really hard work. Um, right, okay, cool. Um, well, I'll let you uh, I'll let you crack on, Nick, and uh, um, thank you to everyone for listening to us. Um, so that's a goodbye from me, and it's a goodbye from me. <laughs>